Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix's 77th film. It's the 2018 romantic comedy Happy Anniversary. It's directed by Jared Stern and it stars Noel Wells, Ben Schwartz, Jeff Grace, Rahul Kohli, Kristen Bauer Van Stratton, Kate Bellant, Leah Onardo Nam, David Walton, Isadora Garisha, Annie Potts, and Joe Panotiliano. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with MJ. <laughs> I, I could have forgiven you for just going with yeah, two. I, and, and you know what? When you when you yeah. did more than two, I was like, you know what? That's fair. Like, there's there's other cast members that are important in this, and you kept going. I did. I, I, <laughs> I just because I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Uh, I'm looking forward to the time where. You say each week we look back on a movie. I'm looking forward to saying this week we look at the new Netflix movie, but Netflix just won't stop releasing movies. And we started this like two years after they started. So yeah, we're in a bit of trouble. It's a long journey. <laughs> the, way, the way they put our content, we are in a bit of trouble. Still, this is number 77, so we're doing well. We are. So we start our show with our fast flicks where we do our quick summary of the film. MJ, what are your thoughts on happy anniversary? Um, highlighting the different ways men and women approach different facets of a relationship. A couple on their three-year anniversary spend the day figuring out whether their future lies together or apart. Oh, that makes it very sweet. Oh, very sweet. Yeah, there's two components to it. There are two. Uh, mine's a bit shorter. Yeah, I thought it might <laughs> be. I said, a couple need to decide if they are meant for each other and should stay together. So that's kind of how I started as yeah. well. But then I wanted to get to the essence of the film being like, there's so many things in this film it's like men women and just these different mindsets and how i can relate to one of those mindsets a lot and i'm sure females watching this can relate to the other one so it's um yeah it was it was it was, it was easy to pigeonhole yes um but uh, yeah i think there's a little bit more to it good okay well we sometimes have a look at what we've found out about the film how it was made anything like that this one was a little bit harder to find uh, i was hoping you weren't going to say that because <laughs> i got, okay um, all I can really tell you, mate, is that the production for it began in January, end of January 2017 in LA, and from what I can gather, Netflix was involved from the very start, so it wasn't something that Netflix picked up from a film festival or heard about during production. They were on board before they even started production, so... Yeah, and they only announced the cast at the start of January, so yeah. <laughs> cast and then bang, let's get into it. Uh, the only other thing I could find was the director... Mm which is Jared Stern, mm-hmm. um, he said that this is a semi-autobiographical tale of his life a little bit. Which is interesting because I think it can be for anyone. Like, It's not like we're talking about a story of a guy who has a car accident and has to recover from a broken leg. It's not like a specific no, incident that happens. It's, it's There's lots a, of little relational yeah, sorts of things in it. Which, you know, even if you've been... Even if you haven't been in a relationship, you've probably got friendships that you can relate to in this. Even if you... Yeah, you're straight or you're bi or you're homosexual you can relate to it it's it's so universal the things that are explored so him saying semi-autobiographical I'm like well it's kind of semi-autobiographical <laughs> for everyone if you had to say it's full autobiographical and this is exactly what happened then that's a different story yeah so the this came out on the 30th of March 2018 mm-hmm. it's the same day as our film from last week first match yeah, so, okay. So they dropped them on the same day. This is what we're talking about. Netflix doesn't bloody stop. No. <laughs> I still check. Uh, so what we're doing. Today, you know, what, what month are we in now? We're in February um, of 29, uh, 2020, sorry. And we're doing films from March 2018. And every month, even now, when Netflix has a new releases, I'm like, God, they've got like another six <laughs> original films. I would never get to catch them. No. They're making it hard for us. They are. But I think, I feel like there's this period in like 2018... 
specifically where they did go really heavy on getting a lot of content out there. And I wonder, you know, if in the next six to 12 months, they are going to start to focus on specific content. I don't know. They've had the scattergun approach and I think that's probably working well for them. But yeah, you know, they're becoming a really, um, really critically well-received studio now, for lack of a better term. Are they a studio? They are, but they... They are. They're one of the... the well, I don't even know what it's called, but the the Hollywood sort of association yeah, of the that, studios yeah. and they're in it, so... Even though they don't physically have a have studio, studio yeah. they obviously have to film elsewhere and use the other studios. studios yeah. yeah. All right, what about the consensus for this one? So what have, what has the audience and what have the critics said on this one? It's not bad. I don't think people fell in love with it as much as a film like this could have really resonated with people. Um, I've got on IMDb, it's got a 5.7 out of 10, uh, 3,300 ratings, mm-hmm. and 2.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd off 3,450. This is one of my things that I like, Jesse, where there's more ratings on Letterboxd mm-hmm. than there are on IMDb. IMDb. Just. Just. And you know, every time it does happen, it's probably happened three or four times, it is just. But a lot <laughs> of the time, IMDb has, you know, like three quarters yeah. more than, than anything else, so... It's yeah. one of those more sort of indie, quirky films that definitely the, the film lovers might tend to watch and rate more, but kind of sitting real middle of the road. This one had um, a Google user percentage. Have you looked into this, Jesse? I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I will one day. I just like ranting off the numbers of what the Google users think. Please tell me it's positive. 69%. That's awful. Mm, that's that's a very low compared to what we've seen. We get like no, overnight yeah. and everything. Yeah. But maybe maybe Google user ratings are, are starting to get to a place where they're you know better qualified than what they have. Possibly. Been. Yeah, I don't know how they get their data. Do they combine everything? Who knows? Who knows? Rotten Tomatoes. Has doesn't have consensus. I only had six reviews, eighty-three percent, right. and the audience was at fifty-one percent on one hundred and fifty-eight ratings. Quite a discrepancy. Yeah, hundred and what? Eighty-eight. Hundred and fifty-eight. So yeah, yeah, a little bit of a yeah, big difference. It's not a huge film in terms of the amount of people, the amount of eyeballs that it's actually captured. Uh, no, I wouldn't have like you know this is another one of those ones that's deep down in Netflix that probably isn't going to come up on your recommendation list very often. Yeah, potentially not. And, you know, when you're looking on IMDb and Letterboxd, you know, just over 3,000 people having rated it. That's pretty low numbers. Not not terrible. Like, it's enough to get a consensus, but um, not a huge... But it's also... It's a somewhat niche film. You need to want to watch this film to to actually seek it out. All right, time for our early thoughts. Tell tell us in the audience, what what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, What are you... No, I won't ask you what you think, but this movie was right up my alley. I, I was thinking as I was watching this, I think ah, this is an MJ movie. Yeah, um, I, I like a narrative that explores those sort of ambiguities of like internalized human truths, um, and in this case, like relationship truths. And I think it's a really difficult thing to do well. Um, like a uh, Richard Linklater does it better than anybody, um, and I think they did a pretty good job here. I don't think they hit it for six, but oh, very strange. I don't think they smashed <laughs> it out of the park. <laughs> but, um, I think the characters had pretty good chemistry. There was a charming lightness to their interactions. Um, and the whole thing was really damn relatable. And that's that's important. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Cool. Uh, I agree with everything that you've said. <clears throat> and But to me, I didn't like the, the two main characters. And that made it like a bit of a slog for me. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. And with film I like to have sort of a little bit of being able to escape a little bit and like I think you said this one was like very realistic it was very much like this is a look on relationships and a lot of those like little things that you see throughout the film 
to me came across like negative, like negative things about the relationship. And yeah. I didn't see a lot of positive about why they, this couple should be together. Interesting. Um, and, you know, you, these characters to me needed to be more like, more than just the everyday person. They needed to have some, I don't know, you just need some sort of escapism that gives you some reason why you want them together. Because I didn't get that feeling. It's a good point. Uh, I think we're going to have a good chat then about this. It's it, For me, there's two things that I love about watching a movie. One of them is that escapism, right? Yeah. I love watching a movie like Avatar and all of a sudden I'm in a completely different world and whatever's happening in my world is just yeah, gone, gone for two and a half or in that case three hours. But, um, but the other thing that I do like out of a film, and this is where we do different, this is probably why we like this film differently. Um, I do like a film that can make me look at my own life and stay very much in the present um, and, and, and see things that are blatantly obvious but make me look at them and consider them differently. So um, this film doesn't have any escapism and yeah. it is quite real and, and I can understand you analysing it that way. Yeah, and like, you know, I I get what they were going with with it. It's yeah. just... I needed just something a little bit of positivity. Like yeah, it was, yeah. it's well, it's yeah. tough when you're like sitting there watching like all these things play out on the screen that you're like, yep, that happens in real life to couples I know, to people I know. That may have happened to me. Like, and so then it's what? just like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. I get that. Like, I, that happens. I see that every day. Why do I need to sit yeah, for an hour and watch point. it on TV? Because it's not point. giving me any message on how to deal with it all. Because I, yeah. Anyway, I like this is good. Yeah, it's interesting because I can. I yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying. But yeah. that's that's why we got different minds. All right, well, this is gonna be great. Let's talk about some of the characters then. Yeah, um, I think before we go into them individually, it's probably worth looking at Sam and Molly as as a couple. Sure. And and the way I saw this film play out was that they both played the boy and the girl in a relationship really well. Like so often when heterosexual uh, uh, straight couples fight it's just because guys and girls are just wired really differently and I'm sure you can relate to that in yeah. your life like there's so many things that Sam said and did that were exactly how I would have reacted and have reacted uh, in, in similar moments and that to me just brings like this wry smile to my face <laughs> like it's almost like a nod to the director like well done like, yep. you, you got me that, that, that does happen um and that's that's something that can draw me in straight away. It's oh, this film's talking to me. Great, I'm all in. Yep, <laughs> it was tough because like for, for Sam especially for me, like so he's the male in the relationship on yep. the screen. So he's as a male, maybe that's the one I'm supposed to be connecting with and saying, okay, this is what you know what I'm supposed to take out of it. Yep. And it was just really hard to to get into it because they had a couple of really like moments that where whenever Molly spoke about her feelings, he'd get mad and he'd like tell her that her feelings are bullshit and he'd only be happy when she's dead. And to me, like to say that on screen, like is pretty, it's pretty full on. And then like every other action that you see, he literally only does it for what she wants or what she likes. There was nothing in it about what he actually liked in his life. Yeah. I mean, but there's, there's an element. I think he says it at one point that, um, when they're sort of laying on the floor and she says like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I just want to be happy. And he's yeah. like, I just want you to be happy. And I think that's kind of his whole mantra. Yeah. That his job, as much as like, she might say, what do you want here? Why do you like this? What's this? He's like, well, I'm happy if you're happy. And that's like the sincere truth. And he's yeah. working really hard to make her happy. But to me, he seemed a lot more committed to the cause. And he was like genuinely dumbfounded where it was coming from. But then he had like the several moments, as he said, of just like, fuck you. Yeah. Because he's like, 
okay, wh- where's this coming from? Why are you doing this? And then it gets too hard and he's like, I'm done, yeah. I'm done. And then like, not long after, he would try and like resolve that. But it just, at that time, it just felt easier just to call it quits. And he was like, I-, I can't do this anymore. And that's just this whole male-female dynamic that, is, that we just we just are wired so differently. It just would be nice at some stage to hear what he was thinking himself. Like what, what was it about her... Apart from, like, he made some comment about, you know, other people don't make me feel like this. I get that, but what? what why are you feeling this t- towards her? Like, what's... Because from what I saw on the screen... Why, why he likes her? Yeah, because, yeah. like, what I saw on the screen, I, I found it hard to work out what he saw in her. See, to me, I, I, I don't think it needed to be explicit. I You could see from the flashbacks the connection, the connection that, they, yep. that they both had. And that was really obvious from the first time they met which was just them talking crap but immediately was just like I'm pretty into you and you're pretty into me and they have this emotional understanding of each other yeah Um, and I didn't need him to be it didn't need to be like a Jerry Maguire big speech at the end (laughs) no 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 no, I love this about you and no no I would have liked to have seen something throughout rather than because the flashbacks were a lot of the flashbacks were him doing something and her not liking it or him you know about making choices or making yeah, decisions yeah. and it was always a lot of the flashbacks are positive though because a lot yeah. of the current stuff wasn't positive, wasn't positive so they yeah. had to keep back and go oh, no this is what works with these two hmm. but even something as small as pushing the button to open the gate when they're driving home um, and just that that complete childish connection they have in that moment that obviously happens almost every day that's something that you can't fake with someone and if true. you don't like that Very person true. it doesn't work so I get what you're saying as well so yeah because I, I, my question about Molly was like you know what did she actually love about him like I know that at the end they make this revelation that you know I love him sort of thing like mm-hmm. what, what was it because yeah he was always everything that he did sort of came out as a negative for her and then was it more because they had these underarching sort of things where her dad's sick and um, she wants to have a baby and there's these two big things in her mind that she just can't process or put you know make it clear to him mm. like why hadn't she discussed these things like I don't know yeah no, I get what you're saying I, yeah. I think what she in, to your first point that she like what she likes about him is um, and this this is what's something again explicitly she doesn't say it but th- she's got these doubts over this guy you know where's the romance and, yeah. and why don't we do this anymore and without knowing like he has planned that entire day for her yeah. to go back to that hotel room that they first went to that night where they had that crazy hook yeah. sex or whatever you want to call it. Um, he obviously got up and got her that muffin, which, you know, she kind of said like, oh, you only got this for yourself, but it was all kind of part of this grand plan. So all these doubts that she had about her were being shown that, no, this guy still does all that. Yeah, but then to your second point, um, her concerns about whether they should stay together, I feel, uh, and I can't empathize with this, but I feel they're really relatable for a lot of women, the whole body clock situation and is this the man I want to father my kids and I don't want to end up like my parents and everything going through her head where you sit there and go, oh man, these guys are going to break up because things aren't working. But that's what I, I hope that people watch this thinking, shit, I've been thinking about all these things as well, but I still think my husband or my partner is amazing yeah. because all those things are really normal things to worry about. Yep, true. Um, and that's what's so great about the narrative um, and the concerns and the issues that they have. They're not fighting about someone cheating on someone and doing this and doing that. They're fighting about everyday things that you should be you should be fighting about and you should have on your mind because it just means that you're just looking forward to the future and seeing what's yep. going to happen how it's going to play out yep well said is there anything else about those two that you want to say no not really yeah. but i'm sure it will continue continue to come out yeah. because they're pretty pivotal to <laughs> most to everything else i had um next i wanted to talk a little bit about ed who was yep. sam's sort of mate 
And he was sort of this grounding character for Sam. Um, and he sort of had his back no matter what. But I still found him a bit weird and unrelatable as well. Like some of his his commentary was a little bit... Yeah. I, yeah, I, I found it him a, an interesting sort of thing too. I think one of the lines he said was, um, women are like dogs. You have to establish dominance early or they piss all over your rug. Like, was that meant to be funny or was that meant to be him being like, actually, that's telling yeah. him you need to actually make the choices in your own life yourself? It's. I had similar issues with Ed and I think the more I thought about it and I actually probably like to watch it again just to see it from this perspective, but I got to the point where I, I'm pretty sure that Ed, if anything, was um, that other little voice in your head as a male. Because we saw Molly flip-flopping of what she wants to do and then getting feedback from her mom and her dad, we didn't really get that from Sam. Yep. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys who internalize these issues and they go the whole like, well, I love this girl. I want to make it work. What can I do? And the whole like, well, I'm a man. If she doesn't respect me, I can do it. And, and that's normal again to have these two. And, and Ed was basically that voice that is irrational and immature. Yeah. But... You know, it's like you have those cartoons where they've got the devil and the angel on each shoulder. Kind of, that's kind of what he felt like. Because initially I was the same. I thought, I didn't understand where he was coming from because he really, really wanted Sam to break up with Molly. Um, but he seemed to have some sort of relationship with Molly too. Like when they're on the phone, oh, they seemed like friends. Yeah. Um, but then I suppose they made it clear that he was really bad at making his own decisions with obviously he got this girl pregnant that he yeah. didn't really know. And he was a bit of a, in terms of the business, he was pretty useless without Sam and... <laughs> So that, that's kind of the best thing for him. I don't know how well it worked because I did have to really think about it afterwards yeah. to, to really get to that point. But that's how I kind of see it because we only really see one side of Sam and Ed becomes that other side of male relationships and how you can interpret it. Yeah. Have you got anyone else you want to talk about? I do. Um, I've got Aldo, which is um, Molly's father. Yep. Um, and he was, he was, to me, this interesting device of male wisdom. Still on the female's perspective because he's the one feeding back to her but just the whole like uh, what are you talking about you should get married because again that's his other point where it's just like why am i overthinking all these things when for three years i've been with this guy who i've had an absolute blast with Hmm. and i'm sure that's another thing you can think about too so I, i just liked it that everyone had these little tidbits to put in that you know two people can go through all those little characteristics in their own head but they seem to use other devices for it so i sort of got the same with that Lindsay and how couple from the start oh yeah like so they were this they're supposed to be this perfect couple and you see straight up that when um sam and molly are sitting there that they you know that they really aren't into everything that they're sort of <laughs> putting out there and um there was nothing like relatable to them as a couple that was even nice and it was nice that they though they made each other happy i guess but it didn't happen help when the couple you're actually following was such a contrast and they had that split screen sort of scene where you had the men talking and the women talking and the, you know the the men are saying you know um you know time to commit time, and then the women are like time to leave and then it just didn't help mm. I, I don't know it didn't help the situation i i, I saw the what was the name of that couple at the start Lindsay and how Lindsay and how so there's two ways to look at this i think one is there's no rule book on how to do a relationship. Correct. Those guys, yeah. I think anyone watching that will sit there and go, these guys are absolute wankers. Yeah, but they make themselves like happy. Like they're happy, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. right. And the second way that I looked at it initially from basically maybe watching a comedy film sort of perspective was this couple is 
you have couples in your life or friends in your life who you look at and you go, what the hell are these people doing? And that, and that creates a, a bond with you and your partner that you sit, but you get in the car after you've met with them and been like, did you see this? Did you see that? Like, what the hell are they doing? They're absolute idiots. And, and that to me was just like, oh, I've seen this couple. And even like just the comedy in that scene of them drinking the thing at the start and talking about the photos on yeah. the screen and things like that. are just like, oh man, we all know like that's an extreme, but Very, we all yeah. know these kind of people, people. They exist. We, we work with them or whatever. And, but they're happy and then you still you always compare yourself with other couples, couples. And that's the sort of couple that you compare yourself with that you shouldn't compare yourself with but it all sort of happens that, yeah um, okay good any other characters you want to talk about yeah i've got her mum diane as well sure um i kind of like that whole little reveal near the end you know the whole everyone can relate to the fact that you think you know everything about your parents and that she thought she did but then her mum comes you know really late in the piece with some home truths shattered some expectations that Molly had about her own parents um, and kind of pushed her through onto a new path and a new mindset without making it explicit. Like, yeah. okay, I've had this chat with my mum. Now I can go do this. It's still, you know, there was still a lot of, you know, tentative steps to be taken. But, you know, she was like, I just don't... Guiding light up. a little bit. Yeah, don't want to end up like you and dad. It's like, yeah, but if we if we didn't stay together, we wouldn't have you. And yeah. you know, the best thing about our life is you. So, yeah, we might not be in this amazing relationship, but... I wouldn't do anything differently. And she's like, shit, I never thought of it like that. So, yeah. Good point. Um, I had Willa because I just kind of wanted to ask, like, I don't really know where she fit in. Was she just supposed to be like Sam's wisdom because Molly had her parents to sort of guide her? It was, I don't know. She didn't really work for me. No, nah, it was it was a weird sort of situation. <laughs> it really was. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Like, I yeah, maybe it's because the, what his other, his mate Ed, so useless, useless anyway. Like, oh, we need the director's it. like, shit, we need to give him some, some sort of feedback from someone else. Someone who can actually give him some um, real thoughts. But yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. If anything, maybe it worked narratively to get him back home, things like that. But yeah, I was kind of confused. With it's that. a little bit weird. Yeah. So the director, mm. Jared Stern, mm. this is his first feature that he's directed. It is. Yeah. He's written an awful lot. So I'm, I'm getting the feeling he's a, he's a Warner Brothers dude. Yeah. Um, so The Watch. The internship. You seen the watch? No, I it's, it's an interesting film. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Funny, yeah. But you think it should be better with the cast? Yeah, Scott. but it's, it's not. It's a weird sort of. Thing. Lego Batman movie, Lego Ninjago movie, Doctor Ken the TV show, and the Netflix Green Eggs and Ham Doctor Sue show. And he's slated to direct DC Super Pets yeah. in twenty twenty two. So that's a lot of those things are all Warner and DC okay. stuff. So. So yeah, obviously um, respected for his writing. This is what gets me, because he wrote this as well, didn't he? Yeah. So you got a guy who is quite an accomplished writer. Eventually, he directs his first film. This is what makes me think this must be some sort of passion project for him. Like he's like... Probably been working on it for years. Yeah, here's something that I've written that I think is great, but I want to take the lead. And, you know, it might not have worked out like that. It might have just been through negotiations. He ended up directing it. But it always, I always... I, I kind of like that. I kind of feel like, okay, this is a message that someone wants me to hear. So... Good. All right. Uh, scenes? scenes. Yeah. Look at some scenes. What? what I've been there? talking a lot. You, you, you can start with scenes. Okay. Uh, this. I haven't got a lot that really like. This was a hard one to talk about, like specific scenes, because it was so, um, like with the non-linear narrative, it was all sort of over, yep. up, up and down, yep. around and about. So, the the one mm. that scene that sort of. I've picked the one that made me laugh the most. Okay, like um, it. And we've spoiled a bit of this film already, but obviously these scenes are going to... We um, have not done a spoiler No, we didn't do a spoiler alert, but I'm sure people understand Shit, that. Yeah. We're, we're going to ruin the film we're a so bit. We're so bad at that. We are. We got to a period where we were really good at spoiler alerts. 
I mean, I, I, if you're going to listen to the yeah, show, if, if you're going to find happy anniversary, yeah. anniversary <laughs> you're probably saying it. Free. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the one bit that got me was, um, so um, Eric was this hot, good-looking sort of dude that um, had obviously um, yeah, been dating Molly at some stage in her life, and they sort of had this connection in the hospital. He's just had his first child, and you know, go back to her house, and she gets a message from him sort of like saying, you know... <laughs> And then he sends this dick pic <laughs> and in the other room, Sam's sitting there on the iPad watching the message just come through and like he walks in and he goes, I was standing there and a dick popped up. <laughs> I, was, I, thought that, I thought that was that was quite funny. Um, I wasn't expecting a dick to come through. No, I wasn't yeah. at all. So that was, um, that's what I've got. <laughs> what, what have you got, MJ? Well, I think mine are a lot more uh, relationship stuff. and nuggets that yeah. I can take. You know oh. me, I'm a very sensitive soul when it comes to this kind of oh, stuff. It's so. good. Um but initially, the first thing I liked, and this is probably what really helped me enjoy the film, was was the opening three and a half minutes. Okay. Um, the dinner with the friends, and I've spoken about this before, that, that friendly banter of them sort of talking shit about them in the car. Even just the thing like, oh, we don't really have to see them again soon, do we? It's like, oh, we kind of do because she's this and she's that. It's like, it happens. We have these people that were just like, do we have to see these again soon? Oh, they're, they're, yeah, so that kind of stuff worked for me. But then the whole opening of the gate, um, you know, just that friendly banter but then they get they pull up in the car and they the, the tone kind of changes and you realise that they're actually in a little bit of a rut here like, you know talk about their anniversary and yeah. I don't know everything about that was just I, I really liked that chemistry straight away what did you think about the film closing on the same scene and then not actually seeing whether they parked the car well that's I think the whole ending of the film in general is the fact that this is this is a moment in a relationship that is probably going to keep happening, whether you are happy or you're not happy. This, this whole film happened within 24 hours. It wasn't like this big period that True. was going on. Um, and I didn't. I would have been disappointed if the film had ended with, you know what, we are really happy together, we're going to have the best life, and it ends with them running off into the sunset, and mm. you think, oh, everything's perfect for these guys, because that's not life. No. Yeah, exactly. And on the flip side, I didn't... And I don't know if I'll get to this later, so I'll say it now. I did enjoy that they didn't break up either because listening to you say like oh all these things make me think like why are you guys together to me it's the it's the opposite because everything they were fighting about was like i'm glad you're fighting about this like you you do get a little bit heated and you say some things that you know like there's a lot of fuck yous and there's a lot of i think yeah there was a i wish you were dead kind of thing and there's a few lines here and there that get pretty heated but i look at their connection and i think if in a relationship the connection is the thing that you just can't you can't teach, you can't learn from it, you can't change it. If you've got it, you've got it. If you don't, you don't. And these guys had it and I was like, I hope you guys figure this out because you guys do seem right for each other. Um, so, you know, like if I was on board with them as a couple, that's how I would have felt. Yeah, exactly. Right. I would have felt like that. But I, yeah, that and that's obviously where I felt so, let down a bit that I didn't think that though. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. And it's a connection thing. It's, it's nothing more. It's nothing explicit. And it's funny. You can look at couples and, you, and some couples, you know, have everything in common with each other. They like all the same things and, you know, that's why it works. And then some couples have nothing in common with each other yep. and that works as well. And that and that's kind of why it all comes down to, well, do you, you know, do you connect on this emotional level? And I think they did. So that's kind of why it worked for me. Um, Good. So that's, I've gone off scenes a little bit. So that's okay. Go, no, no, go under scenes. Um, that, that when, in the morning when they kind of started that first fight, um, the whole, what happened to the romantic side of you versus, you can't compare me to what it was like in the first few months. 
well, you shouldn't have done it in those first few months to make me expect this. Uh, to me, so relatable. <laughs> remember those first few months in a relationship where you just you do anything, anything for them, yeah. and not that you don't want to stop doing anything, but shit, like how often can you be spending all that money on presents and yeah. gifts? And I love that, but that's a male female thing, right? Like, yeah. I was sitting there watching. Like, how did you? Did you just go into my living room like ten years ago and um, loved it? Um, there was a line from Sam at one point where he said to Molly. Because she's saying, I'm not happy. And he's saying, you won't let yourself be happy. And I, I think this is the whole guys and girls being totally different people and not understanding each other's perspective. Sure. I can understand where he's coming from by saying that. It's like, well, hang on. You're, you're putting all these blockers in that don't have to be there. And she's like, I'm well, sorry. In my head, this is how it feels. And <laughs> just great. I just, I, I, I love that they captured that so well. Um, there was a line from Ed when he first, um, when Sam first tells him about the problems that he's having. And he's like, well, to be honest, this is probably why we're breaking up because I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And he's like, well, basically you're a human being. Yeah. And I like that because That's we nice. do, we sit there and we think about all these problems with ourselves. It's like, yeah, but everyone, everyone goes through that. So that was really important. Ed kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, it did. <laughs> he lost the plot. Um, and then there was that dialogue after he went back home, they cleaned the dog and they had sex on the bathroom floor and they're laying there. She's like... I'm sorry about this morning. It's just the way my mind works. I wish it didn't, but it does. And he said, I know. And she said, I just want to be happy. And he goes, I just want to make you happy. What are we going to do? I don't know. And I love that because I think that sums up the idea of this film. But it sums up the idea of relationships in general. You don't always have to have the answers. Correct. You don't have to know why you're feeling a certain way either. Um, and that to me, it, you look at that, that right there and you can see this connection between them. The fact that she says, this is how my mind works. I don't know why. And he's like, I know. And then he, um, what are we going to do? I don't know. But that doesn't matter because we're here and we're doing it. So, um, you, you full got on with this couple. You love this couple. This couple, like they, just, they did work. Like, yeah. But they, they weren't perfect. No, like, no, 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 not at all. They're no, they're no link later before midnight. Um, Jesse and Celine, but the final scene that I've got was a nice Ben Schwartz, uh, who plays Sam, the emotional plea after that Dick scene when he was talking about his ex-girlfriend and he just says, I wish I had the balls to stay bored. Mm. And he kind of cracks it at her in the front yard after he was the one that was conscious about not fighting in public. Yeah, That was enough. That was the first moment where he's just like, hey, you know what, what is going on here? Because this is this is not right. We need to fix this. And uh, I thought he was really good in that scene. I like Ben Schwartz because I'm a Parks and Rec fan and he's a completely different character in that. But yeah. um, I thought that was really good. So yeah, there's a bit good. Here. Yeah, no, that was you. I liked how you you brought together all the little bits of relationships and how they they showed that on screen. Yes, that was nice. that's and, good. Uh, I feel like I've just lectured you. On... No, not at all. <laughs> like I, I a hundred percent understand everything that you've said. Mm. Totally get it all. But it, yeah, it just didn't. It's work a great me, point. Yeah. Like if if you don't stick the landing on this one little yeah. thing, and if you can't see a connection in that couple, then you're sitting there watching this movie saying, well, yeah, yeah, cool. You're telling me this, but you're not. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. All right. Some things that. I didn't like. You You're probably going to disagree with most no, of them, no, no. but these are there's a lot of these little nitpicky sort of things that probably because I wasn't on board with their relationship, then these things stood out more to Great, me. Great, and that's, um, that's what we're here for. So uh, there are a lot of like pop culture references throughout that I feel like they just chucked them in to try and get a joke or a laugh. Sure. And so they talked about like Wayne Gretzky and how our emotions, you know, controlling the emotions, and um, obviously they made some pretty woman jokes about this this hotel thing and. Um, Bam Bam from the Flintstones with the wig like they're just little things that I was like you just got for these cheap laughs that yeah. if you want me to be in with this I needed more um, I thought the pitch from um, Sam and Ed for their t-shirts was really awkward and Trust. lame it was um, and it 
really annoyed me in that scene too that there's this big emphasis on um what was the chick's name that uh, Willa. Willa, yeah she made this big emphasis that she had to pick her kids up at 4 30 yeah. so that was the time that he needed to be back by the clock in the background was like seven five past seven <laughs> behind, yeah the the clock in the background behind their heads is like seven o'clock and it didn't like i was like what's going on they got hours they got plenty of time <laughs> so that would just annoyed me a little bit and maybe that's because i was over analyzing it because i was trying to get something you know what that would have been was just someone who didn't do their, do their job, job. On set. Yeah. <laughs> um that's terrible there's this scene where um where molly's like um <laughs> just talking to her mum about in bed i think she's lying in bed she's a little bit upset and there's just a random shot of the mailman getting like the sprinkler on him i was just like <laughs> why what for um i thought that the relationship discussion um of molly's parents I know that um, that sort of you, that touched a little bit where the mum, sort of the mum, sort of gave her this reason to push forward. Don't not say things because I thought differently. Though I could like, still want to hear what. Like, yeah, um, don't sugarcoat it. Well, no, I'm not sugarcoating. I just thought it was like um, I didn't really get that motivation that she that she was trying to push for yeah. because I was like, this isn't really giving any good advice to what she's doing because she's got all these questions and disagreements and you haven't really answered why she should be with him. So it's like the same situation you put her in that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I um, guess you don't really want her to, you know, you shouldn't have to explicitly say you should be with him because yeah. of X, but I guess in any, in any way to sort of change her mindset to help her make her own decision. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, when Molly went to visit Sam's ex Georgia, oh, she yeah. sits at the kitchen table and like, <laughs> considering she was meant to be a boring sort of person that, you know, whenever you saw shots of her and Sam together, they're just sitting there reading the newspaper. I thought the and, same thing. And then all of a sudden she's like this hard ass was... down the line to the husband. Like, I just thought that was a little bit weird. That was funny when the husband came, came in. with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is Molly. Um, Sam at the end when he's at the hotel and, you know, um, he picks up that hot girl at the bar, uses mm-hmm. the same moves he used on Molly. I don't know. There's a part of me that wanted them to end up together. Okay. But you know what? He used the same moves, but they didn't, didn't work, work the same way. But this girl was just, you know, some idiot. Yeah. Slut, really. They just wanted to have sex. Yeah. Um, when he's like, who do you think these people are? She's like, he's like, and he says this thing, and she's like, oh, no, it's so-and-so. I met them this morning. Yeah. It's like, oh. I like that they showed that. Showed that yeah. Well, the, the last thing that really, like, I didn't like this whole hotel role play hooker sort of scenario. Because um, to me, it didn't fit with what I thought Molly's character was. Mm. It was like the complete opposite of, of who she was. Um, and there were some like really horrible lines from Sam throughout this thing. Like when he's looking in the mirror and he's prepping, he's like, you know, is this butthole open for business? And just, I just hated that it finished and revisited this again. Like I hated that that was the overall connection or the link that was going to get them back yeah. together. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think it is very out of character yeah. for, for both of them mm. that it was this thing they did once that they really enjoyed and at least it kind of harked back to that as opposed to, oh yeah, this is who we are now. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just, yeah, I just, when, when they're going back to the car, to, I'm like, oh, not again. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I was like, once was enough and I was like, oh, we're going to have to do it all <laughs> over again. But that's, so that's me done. What, what about you? Is there anything that you yeah, didn't like? There was a couple, yeah. um, not too much, but the, I think it was part of a, a montage, the, the sex scene where she's wearing her cheerleading outfit. Yep. I liked the idea of them bringing it back in because it was mentioned in conversation, but the execution was really ordinary with like the whole defense. Yeah, D, yeah, true. Like, that was yeah. yeah. You could have you could have actually made that kind of you know a bit better than a parrot. <laughs> yep. Um, and the only other scene I've got here is the scene with um, her ex at the hospital, um, Eric, or whatever his yep. name was. I just thought the idea of that was just a little bit too literal. 
Yeah. Because she was, you know, in a situation where she's considering who she should be with, who she shouldn't be with, and she literally walks into her ex, who is obviously a really good looking guy. He's just had a baby, a baby which is on her mind. About, <laughs> I don't know. That was just a little bit too much for me. I was like, really? Um, and also, I didn't like that, you know, he's just had a baby. And the first disgusting. thing he's doing is he's like, I'm texting her saying it was really good to see you. Like, come on. No, not even that. He said her his dick without her replying. Yeah. Like, she just kind of said, True. Not, now's not the right time, which again is not a great response, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, a, what an absolute yeah. asshole. Horrible character. <laughs> All right. What, what are some themes? What are some ideas from this film? Um, the thing that I, that, I, that I really took out of it was the fact that we're always learning, we're always growing. We're never going to have the right answers all the time, but that's okay, and that's part of life. And I, this this film kind of just looks at the little part of your life, takes it out, and says, here's a little example of the yep. way it can play out. Yep. That resonates with me. Yeah. Like you probably understood from now. <laughs> no, no, 100%. I get that. And the the thing to me that there's this line, I think it was like, perfectly imperfect. Like, there's... Like it ties into what you're saying. Like, there's no yeah. perfect scenario, no perfect situation. It's you got to live moments to to build and and connect and keep growing. So, um, and obviously it's a love story, and th- this one's about the pain of love a little bit too. Yep. And and Sam said, uh, you know, it's not called gen- gently reclining in love. It's called falling in love. <laughs> and Good one, that that sort of like sums it up a little bit. It's like you know. Th- th- and you know that he loves her. Like, I, I, I don't really know why. Like, that, sure, that, yeah. that was my issue. But you know that he loves her. And that, and that's what the movie to me was trying to say. Yeah. It was like, it's it's a hard, tough thing at times. But you just got to push through. And that's the thing with um, this reality versus escapism. And I probably went to the other side of it when I spoke about Avatar. But most romantic comedies or just like straight romance films, they are escapism films where you are hoping for this perfect romance and you see this perfect romance and if if you had a different mindset on whilst watching it you'd be like well none of this is going to happen in real life because it doesn't but you can you can enjoy that for what it is but this is the one that's brave enough to be like not brave enough sorry it's just completely it's completely different different tale Um, it doesn't follow the you know the the same structure or processes of most films and I I think these films are really hard to get right Um, and I don't think this film necessarily got it perfectly right but I think that's why we don't see a lot of these films. Hmm. I'm sure these are the kind of films that really deep thinking writers, every single one's probably got a screenplay of this somewhere. Yeah. Um, but studios aren't really picking it up every day of the week. No, You've got to do it really, really well to get it right. Yeah. Uh, what did we take away from this film? Uh, the main takeaway for me um, is that it, it is a good reminder of the complications within life and within relationships and a reminder that everything that you're going through is something that everyone is probably going through or has been through at some point and the beauty that you have is the connection or love you feel with someone, whether it's a spouse or, or a friend or whatever, rather than the logistics of how it's all going to work and it's so easy to get bogged down in those details when life's just coming at you from every single way and you sit there and go, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. And I think that's why with the way people are approaching mental health now, everyone's like, talk about it with someone. Yeah. Because once you actually talk about it and break it down and go, okay, this is issue number one, not that big a deal because of X, Y, Z. Issue number two, not that big a deal because everyone's going through it. But in your head, that becomes an absolute tornado at times. So I like that this kind of stripped it back. And, and as a viewer, you're sitting on your couch watching it and you can sit there and go, oh, I completely get it. And it doesn't necessarily change what's going on in your own head, but it, it can sort of help to start and change the way you restructure things. And that's that's really cool Perfect. for me. Yeah, pretty nice. What did you take out of it? Uh, so I never felt that they weren't going to be together at the end, even though 
They weren't, yeah. Even though that, like, it was a the whole film was about you know whether their love being tough, yeah, yeah, whether they're going to stay together <clears> or not. So the stakes to me never felt a hundred percent real, and that made it harder. Yeah, to, I'll give you that. To, to um, yeah, stick with it. I think I, I said to you that I really hoped they didn't break up, but I was also thinking. I can't see them breaking up. Uh-huh. And if they do, I wonder how you're going to approach that. And that would have been interesting. I would have been If, if they had got to the end of the film and they didn't end up together, then I'd maybe I'd look back and be like, oh, wow, oh, this yeah. this was a completely Sons different film. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one true. of those two. Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need the stakes per se, um, but I, I never really thought they were going to break up either. And the other sort of question I've got is, so who's the target audience for this? Because it's not for teenagers and no. it's not necessarily for like your, your casual older sort of person that'll go to the cinemas. It's a very niche sort it's a, of. It's, it's a, a very it's like niche a audience. Twenty to thirty-five year old. It's Lord. not even an age. Group no, thing. it's not. I think it's a. It's a. It's a mantra. Um, so you this, need to be in that sort of stage of a relationship to actually. Like, or... I think people. Some people are pre- and I'm probably. I can say this because this is the kind of film that I really really like. Um, it's it's people that like to explore this side of reality within a film. Um, and see, I would have liked this film when I was. 18 years old yeah. and I'm sure I'm going to like it when I'm 50 True. years old so it's, it's a difficult one it would be such a tough one to market yeah. um, to find out who you, I think there's an element of film lovers in general that can appreciate the fact that this isn't your linear yeah. you know cardboard cutouts sort of screenplay yeah. but um, yeah it, it's a really it's a really tricky one I think you either like these films or you don't mm. I, when I read the synopsis of this film and was like three minutes in I'm like cool this film's for me I know this film is for me and like I, I could tell like knowing the movie yeah, like, I, I would have known that you that this was one that you're probably gonna if we had to come in today and you had to said this movie knocked my socks off and that was the best one of the best films I've seen in a long time I would have been blown away well, yeah. like it, it, it's you either like this kind of film or you don't yeah alright um, IMDB time yeah so some, we get on IMDb to check out any cast members if we've recognised them from something. Who'd you recognise? I got two. You might have the first one. I got Willa. Yeah. I Like I saw on screen and I was like, I know who you are and I know what character you are and I know what TV show you are, but I just want to double check that I'm right. I'm exactly the same. Like, as, soon as, I, as soon as I saw I'm like, you are Pam, Pam from, from Blood. Um, you know what? She was like Pam. Like she was like a vampire yeah. in this film. As soon as she was on screen, I'm like, you, you have, that's Pam for true. I was like, is it really her? And I was like, okay. I paused. I'm like, I need to check this out. Yeah. Yeah. She was no different. Like, she was that weird sort of like monotonous, yeah. um, kind of bit scary yeah. kind of a vampire. Good. Who's your other? The other one I had was it was Eric, uh, the yep. ex-boyfriend. The dick pic guy? Yeah. See, he's in a movie called Fired Up. Have you seen Fired Up? It's like a, is that a cheerleading one? A cheerleading one with like <laughs> two two guys who like crash cheerleader camp. It's okay. one of those like American Pie kind of comedy. Straight to things. DVD. Uh, might have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he plays a character called Doctor Rick. You know, okay. Which uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a very familiar face. I think he's in a fair bit of stuff. stuff. What's well, a good looking guy? He is a good looking guy. Questions? Have you got any questions that you want to ask? You got no IMDb's except for Pam. Just Pam. That was it. All I had was Pam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we literally just answered my question about two minutes ago. Okay. Did, did you ever think they were going to break up? Yeah. No. Uh, I've I got a couple of little things. Yeah, cool. So to me, uh, the, I was like, does this try too hard to be real? Like, it was, yeah. It's a good point. And, and I, I've got some reservations with this film that I can't necessarily articulate. But there was something where I was like, it's a difficult thing to do. They did it pretty well. And mm. I think I said that a few times. They did it pretty well. But there's something missing. And I think, yeah, there was some time at the time, like, you guys are really trying to force this, trying to force this real comfortable, casual thing that 
Mm. If you don't force it, sometimes it works even better. That, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Need like some sort of unbelievable element to it somewhere. Just yeah. like something to be like, ah, oh, you know, love. I don't know. It was just, it's just, uh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Because they, they deliberately made it very mundane. Like there was, not, there was never any big moment in these guys' lives that affected it. No one went overseas for a period of time. Mm. They didn't have a break. They didn't. No, no one cheated. And I guess it was all in a day, so it was. Yeah. yeah. But they, they obviously flashed back, and you got a you got a real flavour of their whole relationship over the last three years. But you're right. It's, yeah. it's a good point. Uh, I found this uh, review on Letterboxd that okay. I wanted to share. Please. So the author is uh, Lathar Gilistic on Letterboxd. And this is what they said about the film. They said, this is a movie that could have only been written by a man and I'm embarrassed for everyone associated with it. It's rare for me to go this route, but I dare you to watch the first five minutes of this movie without losing every single ounce of respect for the male lead. That is pretty harsh. Wow. Well, it's I, interesting. I like, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because I'm like, ugh, to me, I didn't feel that it was making like being like this is a male story and this males are great or anything uh well i don't think i definitely don't think it was males are great no oh, yeah. but i do it, it's difficult to not i i related with this film from like the first scene and i related with it as a male and I, and sam was the guy who i sort of yeah. took a ride with so i don't know whether maybe if a female watches this film and looks at things that Molly's doing and saying, you're like, oh, that would that never, never happen. happen. So, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe so maybe we're the... taking it's like that's yeah. I guess the it's an opinion. The idea of it was we're two males that are talking about a film and we don't understand the other perspective. It's very true, and and we can't pretend to either. Um, yeah. I definitely, I, I definitely don't see it that way though. Maybe, yeah. But maybe it was definitely more skewed to males. Maybe males are going to like this more because they got that character more oh. accurate. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty scathing. Very scathing. Uh, last thing I wanted to say was... You don't, do you agree with it? With... With that comment? Um, I get where they're coming from because in that opening scene, he pretty much tells her, like, your feelings are bullshit. And it's a, it's a, it's a tough way to start a film. Like, when you're expecting the audience to get on board and the first thing... Like, I'm not a female, obviously, but if you're a female and the first thing you see in the opening scene is a male telling a female that your feelings are bullshit, you'd be like, well, why do I want to watch this film if that's or, what I'm going to see the whole film? do they sit there and go, holy crap, I've dealt with that my whole life. life yeah. With guys telling me that my feelings are bullshit. Yeah. Like, or did this person just watch the first five minutes, turn it off because they just didn't want to... Yeah. Who knows? Who Cause, knows? Because I agree with that. Like, that can be a hard, tough pill yeah. to swallow, but that's more of a reflection on guys being dicks. Mm. And if, if girls have had those experiences and... That should be a reason to go. I uh, wouldn't mind seeing, seeing what more happens. Of how this plays out. Yeah. All right. Last thing, there was a dog in this film, Donny. Yeah. Dog update, please, for you and your dogs, yeah, MJ. It was rough. Rough, um, yeah. I, I actually put the film on mute for a little bit because that dog was just like barking for for the sake. Yeah, of and they were like <laughs> literally so telling it to shut up. I had the subtitles on anyway, so that scene where they brought him inside and they were like like cuddling him and he was just like rough, rough. <laughs> Rough. I just like, I put it on mute and just read the subtitles for like the next thirty seconds <laughs> until the dog had I seriously got to do. We, we, we are discussing getting um, special training for our dog Todd because we just and it's not just TV. There's a few things he just gets so overexcited by things. And one of the first things I'd bring up if we if we actually got him trained would be like he just barks at every animal on the TV. Yep. So. <laughs> Good. Hopefully these updates aren't as bad because my other dog Bernie isn't too bad. Like yeah. you know, he has his moments. But... Just Todd. Todd likes to bark. Oh mate, my 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 dad, my my parents were looking after my dogs yesterday for a little bit while we were out, and they love the dogs. So, 
and dad went to put the horse racing on and he's like oh. I, I couldn't watch it i'm like i told you you can't yeah. watch horse no, racing with todd he's like i had to go watch it on the computer all right well i think we're almost ready to put this all together we give the film a rating out of five each and then mm. give it a overall flicks forum average mj hit us up yeah well i really enjoyed it um the characters for me were charming the circumstances were really relatable and from time to time, the dialogue was absolutely on point. Not always, but from time to time, it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, what was happening on screen had this essential human quality that I could connect to. And a lot of the time, that's what I'm searching for in a movie. I must say, I'm unsure how much this movie will stay with me. And I thought that after I first watched it, I'm like, I really like this film, but maybe in a week, I'll really forget about it. And uh, having the conversation makes me think maybe less so. But I guess only time's going to tell the end of that. But yep. it's three and a half stars for me. Very nice. Um, I'm not trying to repeat myself, but like I think I've said, I, it's a summary. Yeah, I, know, I, <laughs> I like a little bit of escapism with bits of realism. So I do, I do want realism, but I need that little bit of escapism. Um, and this one didn't have that for me. Um, if you do like this though, like 500 days of summer is a film that I would recommend that yep. I enjoyed that to me when I was watching it felt very much like 500 days of summer. It's a little bit more chick flick. It's a little bit more. Because obviously, oh, we don't want to spoil anything. No, we don't want to spoil There's that, something yeah. about this film that's a lot more, because this is based in one day, one, yeah. one moment, one circumstance. Because Five Hundred Summer is more like this, yeah. But it's still that relationship. They, 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 you're right, it is yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I'd highly recommend that if you haven't, if you do enjoy this. So I'm giving this a two out of five. So if you really did what, if you really did enjoy this film and you haven't seen the Richard Linklater Before Midnight, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, yeah. you will, you will love them. Yeah. Actually, anything from Linklater, like even like Days and Confused has moments of this and. Um, everybody wants some. That's just kind of the stuff that stuff he does. Is. Boyhood, even to some extent. Yeah. So that gives us an average of two point seven five. Sorry, I brought that one down a bit. What did you get? I gave it a two. Two. What did I get? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. All know, right. The maths is getting good. Well, it's so easy when there's know, only two of us. <laughs> when there's two of us, it's fine. I can do basic, basic stuff. Just three confuses me. You sound good. So we're on social media. We are at Flix Forum on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't subscribed, please do. That helps us out. Give us a five-star rating if you can. Question that I wanted to ask this week was, mm. do you call it a scone or a scone? Oh, like, is it even a question in Australia? <laughs> I don't, well, that's what I want to say. It's a scone. Scone, yeah. Are you called yeah, it no, a scone? Yeah, no, it's a scone. It's, scone. <laughs> it's like, not a scone. Oh, it's it's got to be a... It's a British thing? I don't know what it is, but it, I, I've never really even heard the term, term scone. You haven't? Oh, I had, yeah. Scone, it's, yeah, it's like tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So we're both, we're both scones. Oh, for sure. Good. All right. I love a scone too. Can we go get scones later? Some jam. Yeah. And cream. Might be... A, put a key in there for me. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next week, we are back again. We've got the 2018 drama film, Six Balloons. It's directed by Maha Lewis Ryan. It stars Abby Jacobson, Dave Franco, Charlotte oh, Carell, like Madeline Carell, Two Carells. Dewan Owens, Jen Tullock, Maya Erskine, Tim Matheson, and Jane Kaczmarek. Is it spelled the same way as Steve Carell? No. Uh, no, because it's C-A-R-E-L. He's double L, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so six balloons. Cool. Drama film. Bring it on. A little bit different. That'd be nice. As usual, it's been, feels like it's been a while, but that was yes. a great catch-up. Yeah. Good catch-up. It's nice to slip back into it, and here we go. All right, and I will see you next week. You will see me then. See you, everyone. Bye.